0: And welcome, everybody, to episode 103 of the Regression to the Mean podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. Joining me today, my good friend and my co-host, Aiden Haller. Aiden, how we doing, man?
1: I am doing swell, Sean. No complaints here. We are officially in that, like, absolutely, like, holy zone of sports where we have... All of the major sports going at the same time. It is, it is, it is beautiful. I know we are a football podcast here, but for all of our listeners out there's who like to dabble in the other sports. We've got all four major sports going, so pretty sweet, dude. You can catch sports every single night, pretty much any time past like 4 p.m. Pacific. It, it's gorgeous. It really
0: is. Uh You've got the World Series. You have NFL football. You got NBA tipping off. It's a, it's a good time of the year. October is probably. My favorite month of the year. So, um yep. it's it's good vibes. No Keegan today. Keegan has got some boyfriend duties. So, you know, we are holding it down here for today's episode. But week eight is still going down. People still need our help. So on today's episode, we have our week eight running back rankings. On today's episode, we have our Week 8 Running Back Rankings. No buys this week, just elite vibes. Ranking the running backs this week was much nicer than last week because everyone's pretty much going. And some guys who have had kind of a brutal go of it this season finally have some good matchups and good opportunities. And I'm excited to see guys coming off of a buy that are hopefully a little bit healthier. So I'm excited to get into that, Aiden. Feels kind of weird to be recording on a Wednesday. Right. This is the
1: first time we've been recording on a Wednesday in Ages. Um, I think this is the first time since maybe like the off season. Yeah. Um this is this is new to yeah, us. A little different.
0: Uh, but the reason I'm calling that out is because it's Wednesday at five PM Pacific Standard Time. We do not have all of the injury information. A lot is gonna be changing. People are gonna be moving up and down the rankings. So keep that In your mind, Mean Team and subscribers at home, before you troll us in the comments saying our information is wrong or this guy ended up playing, we're coming to you Wednesday at 5 p.m. So a lot is going to change over the next couple days. If you have any start-sit questions over the course of the week, feel free to drop it in the comments. We will be active there helping you out as well. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy drafts might be over, but you can still put your knowledge to the test and win cash prizes on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy now is an exclusive offer for new customers. Not only will they double your deposit up to $100, they are offering a mystery pick'em special when you sign up using promo code RTM. Aiden, our format here is pretty simple. I've ranked the top 42 running backs this week, and I've broken them into tiers. As I go through each running back and kind of give you my thoughts, Aiden is going to stop me, talk about some guys that he's starting this week, talking about some guys that he's fading this week. Again, if you have any specific start-sit questions, please drop them in the comments below. But before we get into the running back rankings, we want to thank you for supporting the Regression of the Mean podcast. We appreciate you for listening and being a part of the Mean team. If you haven't had the chance yet, we'd appreciate it if you could go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Like this video, and again, drop any of your questions and comments. Questions, call-outs, roasts, whatever it may be in the comments below. We are marching towards our goal of a 1,000 subscribers before the end of the season, and we appreciate you for tagging along. And again, all of our content is free. Aiden, you ready to do this, man? Let's rock and roll, brother. Starting off With our top running back this week, it is none other than Christian McCaffrey coming here as RB1. McCaffrey played on every single snap on Monday night against Minnesota. He has a friendly matchup against a rush defense that has given up the 10th most fantasy points to running backs over the past month. It looks like Sam Darnold's starting. Uh, I'm kind of bummed Keegan's not recording because he had some thoughts on (laughs) Sam Darnold. Uh, I have some thoughts as well. I I would envision a massive pass catching day for CMC. Remember what CMC was doing yep. when Darnold was just <laughs> peppering him with targets to start the year in 2019? It was pretty uh, voluminous. Um, yep. Yeah. It, it, running back to here, I have Alvin Kamara. So he has by far and away the... <laughs> it's insane.
1: Speaking of voluminous, yeah, here Jesus. we go, dude. This is ridiculous it's what's insane. happening. Um,
0: he has by far and away the best role in fantasy since returning from his suspension. He's averaging 25 expected fantasy points per game over the past four weeks. A clean four points better than Christian McCaffrey. He is averaging close to nine targets per game. The Colts have given up the second most fantasy points per game to running backs over the past month. He is primed for a big week. Wow. He has been a massive, massive value uh, to fantasy managers that drafted him in what, the sixth or seventh round. That, that milk is going to be served. Piping hot and poured on my face because I, uh, hey, I faded him pretty tough. <laughs> hey, yeah. I faded him pretty – oh, no. <laughs> I, it, yeah, well, yeah, that's going to have to stay in the episode. That's a bummer. <laughs> I just got paused. Okay, coming in at running back three here is Travis Etienne. He's averaged 23 fantasy points per game over his last four with RB9 usage. He currently leads all running backs in attempts this season. Pittsburgh has been middle of the road against RBs this year, but ETN is locked and loaded as a weekly top play with his combo of usage and efficiency. ETN and Kamara, both guys that have just rewarded fantasy managers handsomely. The fourth guy here, and you've got to keep him in in his own tier, in the top tier, right? But a guy that I'm down two spots on, uh, he is ranked as the RB2 by expert consensus rankings over at Fantasy Pros. I have him here at RB4. That's Austin Eckler, Aiden. So regression is hitting Austin Eckler pretty hard. Uh,
1: That's an understatement. That's an understatement.
0: Last year, he averaged an absurd 7.5 targets per game. This year, he is coming in around four targets per game. Eckler is still clearly not 100% coming off that high ankle sprain. He still had an RB13 usage since returning from injury, so he's still getting looks. He's still very much involved. He has a good role. He has a matchup against the Bears D that's kept running backs in check over the past four weeks. He is going to need TDs or receptions to continue being ranked as a top-five play, hopefully for us that drafted him. We get both of those on Sunday night. I'll pause here after the top four. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, just uh, starting with Eckler there, I, I've got the same concerns with Eckler. Um, the Chicago defense, as you mentioned, has been pretty strong the last couple of weeks. They got absolutely gashed the first week, a uh, couple of weeks of the season. So if you look at them in terms of like uh running back uh points per game allowed like it doesn't look great they're about mid-pack but you look at the last couple weeks like josh jacobs was completely shut down last week he had a season low five fantasy points i see that being a tough matchup for him unless like you mentioned he's pretty involved in the passing game or is hitting home on touchdowns um the chargers d not defense offense has just been really confusing it feels like we've kind of talked about it it went from like Overly conservative to like over the top aggressive, and we need we need yeah. that offense to be somewhere in the middle. Like there's there's a happy medium there, which I think would benefit Austin Eckler greatly. So you know you could talk me into moving him down to you know running back eight, running back nine this week, especially looking at some of the other guys that you're going to cover in a minute here. But like there's also the other like it's Austin yeah, Eckler it's man. Austin. When this guy is on in terms of fantasy, like. It's, you know, the only guy that can really keep pace with him would be Christian McCaffrey and maybe Alvin Kamara in terms of like the pure PPR and like three down workhorse upside. So Eckler's a guy to keep an eye on. Obviously, you're never starting Austin Eckler. Like he's a set it and forget it guy every single week that he's healthy, but there are some concerns there, and I think your ranking reflects that versus ECR. Yeah. You got to play Eckler, and you got looks like you had a frog in your throat there. You, you made I it know, through. I know, dude. I keep
0: trying to get it out. I'm like, I'm like, come on. Come on, fight. You made it through, but that that's the top four. McCaffrey, Kamara, Etienne, and Eckler, I feel like, are their own tier. Moving on to kind of the next tier of guys that I have, RB5, I have DeAndre Swift. He has RB7 usage in the past month and RB15 in production. So I'll take a pause here. So all of our rankings are points per reception, so full point PPR. And also I'm going to reference last four weeks is kind of a baseline of performance. Again, we've had seven, which is great, but defenses are getting better. Roles are consolidating. I just feel like more recent data is more directional and telling of where we're going over the course of the season. Like Aiden already hit on it, how the bears defense just looks a lot better. I've been kind of like an example. I've been harsh on the Seattle defense. Well, Seattle gave up a bunch of points the first couple weeks of the season. They've been pretty stout since. So at some point over the course of the year, these numbers start to kind of, I'd say, stabilize, and we have a better understanding of these defenses. So I'm going to be referencing a lot of the last four weeks with these guys. So Swift, RB7 usage the past month, RB15 in production. His PPR targets and rush attempts give him a strong weekly floor, but it's hard for him to hit his ceiling projections, Aiden, when his QB scores all of the rushing touchdowns. So it's just it's hard to see the yeah, ceiling
1: Swift it's a bit tricky. A lot of
0: volume though. At running back six, we have the Pollard posse, Tony Pollard. He's a top 12 RB in terms of usage, but he has low-end RB2 production over his last four games. The hope is that he's feeling a little bit more like himself after the bye week. Remember, he's recovering from a tight rope ankle surgery, so hopefully feeling a little more refreshed. Keeping our fingers crossed the Cowboys' O-line is healthier too. He's facing off against the Rams defense that just got gashed by Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Fingers crossed here. This is this is not necessarily the easiest matchup in the world, but it's a good spot for Tony Pollard in the, in the Pollard posse. So uh, keep, keeping our fingers crossed, we, we, we were big Tony Pollard truthers at the beginning of this year. It is not necessarily hit home in efficiency, but it, the role has been great. So hopefully we just get a little bit more efficiency.
1: Wait, we've, got a late,
2: we've got a late arrival. Whoa. Uh uh late late waiver ad. He is
1: here. Sorry to interrupt wow. your
2: spiel, Sean. Catch me up. Give me the TLDR. Wow. I feel
1: like this is like Lance Armstrong or not Lance Armstrong. Uh <laughs> Wow. Vince Vaughn and Dodgeball showing up. Wow. You know, he was at the airport and and here he is, Key, and welcome to the show. I just
0: had I just heard a microphone go off and I was like, What is what is going on here? Um <laughs> We've made it through six running backs, Keegan. Um, <laughs> uh, this is this perfect. is amazing.
1: Okay, so at RB seven, we have you're almost just in time for Brees Hall on the yes. dot. in your new green dang yes, yes. hat. yeah, it's, it's, it is. It is. Uh, it is
0: spectacular. The time. It's it's serendipitous. All right, that's where we're at here. <laughs> yeah. um, at running back seven, here we have Saquon Barkley. He's facing off against the New York Jets. I have him three spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. So since he's returned from ankle injury, he's had top three usage with top twelve production. He looks a lot more effective than Austin Eckler does at this point. I don't know about Daniel Jones' status going into this game against the Jets. I don't know if he's going to play. Keegan might know, but I expect Saquon to have a nice game regardless. The Jets currently have given up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs over the past four weeks. So I like Saquon a lot in this matchup.
2: I believe Danny Dimes still has yet to participate in a practice since the neck injury all the way up to today. So that is not looking great for his chances to play. Nonetheless, Saquon is Saquon. Did, so. did he part- It's – isn't he allowed to and participate? Looked fine. Yeah, and fine. has looked fine.
0: But he, he's been allowed he to fine. participate, right? But it's, he's not allowed to get hit. Isn't it like a non-contact situation? Like he's been throwing? I believe yeah, okay. so. So yeah. he hasn't been cleared for contact from the doctors yet is the story. It's not great. But, Tyrod's looked pretty good. That tape he put on uh, last weekend he was against the Commanders was pretty nice. Uh, not not yeah, going to lie. With yeah, the some exception good
1: of the second half against Arizona, Daniel Jones has looked like a shell of himself yeah. in that offense compared to Tyrod Taylor. So, yeah, I don't think that, I wouldn't really say quarterback really affects um, Saquon's, you know, floor or so. Or yeah,
0: Saquon's going to do his thing regardless. At running back eight, I have Brees Hall. Uh, RB2 usage with RB1 production over his past four games. Uh, Brees is probably the most efficient and effective running back in the league right now. If his touches and snaps continue to stay in this RB1 land where they were before the buy, I think he's a borderline top five play weekly. This week, he faces off against a Giants defense that has been playing better as of late. Like I think Wink Martindale's done a good job, but they're still middle of the pack against running backs. This is a solid matchup. Brees should eat. Keegan, what should we expect from Brees this weekend?
2: All I had in my notes for Brees was Brees, <laughs> another week, <laughs> another explosion opportunity for Breece's PCs, Holland Goats, whatever you want to call them. Fire them
1: up. It's a good matchup. Got, it's a good matchup for him. Yeah,
0: RB two usage with RB one production. If we just tip those numbers up and we just start to get him more snaps and more carries, which we've seen a lot more of. Like, Dalvin Cook's basically been phased out of this offense. Brees is going to be in this top Thank five God. Land. I wouldn't be shocked if we're ranking Brees Hall ahead of, like, Austin Eckler and Tony Pollard soon. Uh, that's just kind of where we're at with Brees, in my opinion. At running back nine, I'm taking a bit of a leap here. I've got, Jameer, go. I've got Jameer Gibbs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. It's four spots ahead of ex- expert consensus ranking. So this ranking is contingent on David Montgomery not playing. Again, we are recording this episode Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the Lions play on Monday, so they don't start practicing until Thursday. So we don't know if Montgomery is going to be a limited participant, full participant, or a non-participant. I'm banking on Gibbs starting and seeing the bulk of the carries like he did in Week Seven against the Ravens. If that's the case, he's going to be facing off against the Raiders' rush defense that has given up 25 fantasy points per game to running backs over the last four weeks. I think Gibbs is a smash play this week. So um, let's keep the gravy train rolling with Jameer Gibbs, boys. Like that would be uh, that'd be pretty ideal for all of us to draft
1: him. Yeah, just to add on to that, it doesn't make a ton of sense for Monty to play this week. They have a bye after this week. And I kind of feel like that was the plan all along to keep Montgomery out. So, yeah, like you said, barring Montgomery being out against a Raiders defense that has been, you know, I think it's bottom five uh, off the top of my head against running backs in terms of fantasy points per game. We just saw what Deontay Foreman did to them. We could be in for a massive Jameer Gibbs day, back-to-back, you know, absolutely smash plays for Jameer Gibbs, which would be awesome. I could could let Dan Campbell officially (laughs) off the hook for his crimes through the first six weeks of the year.
0: So then at RB10, I have Raheem Mostert, RB11, Isaiah Pacheco, RB12, Kenneth Walker, and RB13, Jonathan Taylor. So with Raheem Mostert, even with the return of Jeff Wilson, Mostert continued to dominate the backfield. He didn't produce much, but who does against the Eagles? But he gets a much friendlier matchup against the Patriots this week, a team that he torched for 25 fantasy points in Week 2. Pacheco has high-end RB2 usage with RB1 production over the past month. Denver is one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Pacheco didn't get much going in their first matchup um, in Week 5, but he's an easy top-12 play regardless because of this matchup. I've got Kenneth Walker coming in at RB12. So top-5 usage with RB17 production over the past month. He hasn't necessarily been running very efficient efficiently lately. Cleveland has been stingy to running backs, and they were... Really stingy to running backs heading into their matchup against the Colts, but they got gashed by JT and Zach Moss. All it takes is one for Walker to get home. He's a fringe RB1 with upside. And then at RB13 here, I got Jonathan Taylor. In Week 6, JT got up to a 50-50 split with Zach Moss. Moss is now nursing a couple injuries. JT looked awesome against the Browns, finishing the day with 21 fantasy points. This week, he's in a tough matchup against New Orleans, but I expect play volume to be way up. I'm expecting another big week from JT
2: I'll pause. Any thoughts on that group, fellas? Pacheco, again, I think another great spot for him. It's the Broncos, and the first matchup against them wasn't you know super, super great, but nonetheless, I think he's just running super hot right now. I mean, the guy is finding his way into the end zone every week. Denver's allowed like the third-most yeah. touchdowns to running backs and the most points to fantasy running backs this year. It's just like a good of a start as you can have for – Isaiah Pacheco. And so, were he Mostert today? That's veteran rest day, or is it actually ankle? He skips some Wednesdays because he's old. So, I don't know. Okay. That's good to know. know. That's good to know. I saw that and I got a little nervous on that end. Uh, Jonathan Taylor this week. I think I kind of like where your head's at here, being a little bit above ECR or expert consensus rankings. I really liked what I saw from him last week. I feel like he's getting his juice back a little bit.
0: I think so, too, and I think this run game's great, and Zach Moss looks a little banged up, and uh, I think JT's going to continue to get leaned on heavily. I think the Colts think they're a team that can compete now, and I don't think they're doing it without a healthy JT, in my opinion.
2: They're such a frisky team with Gardner Minshew at the helm. They, are they, looked, frisky, or, they yeah. were fun and frisky with Richardson, but
1: now they have kind of downgraded to just frisky, but, man, they're frisky. Week one was such a disaster with him, too. And then, like, week two was just, like, the greatest show on turf. And I was like, what happened? What just happened, like, in the last six days where this offense went from, like, pooping their pants every other play to, like, just absolutely lighting it up? It was, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I don't get it.
0: <laughs> um, I really, I don't. Oh, so the next batch of running backs I've got here at RB14, Bijan Robinson, fantasy's most wanted. Um, at RB15, Josh Jacobs, RB16. Rashad White I will explain that in a second RB17 Derek Henry RB18 Deontay Foreman RB19 Joe Mixon RB20 Damian Pierce so we have some uh, interesting characters here that I have ranked a little bit higher than uh, some people are willing to rank them with on Fantasy Pros with expert consensus rankings. so B. John Robinson bizarre stuff Right, like super bizarre with the headache situation. It's
1: the Tyler Algier show, I, dude. I, I
0: wouldn't be shocked if you know Arthur Smith. Arthur's quote today, dude, comes out and uh, rides Bijan after catching a ton of flack in the press for how he handled Robinson. Also, wouldn't be shocked if uh, this continues to be the dumbest three-headed committee in all of football, um, where CPAT, Algier and Robinson are all touching the ball regardless this is a tough matchup against the titans defense that's really only given up two rb1 finishes this year Bijan has a really strong role in the past game so he, he's gonna be a borderline rb1 play when he's in the lineup um rb15 josh jacobs josh jacobs has the second most valuable role in all of fantasy with rb2 production so he's he's really not hitting home and it's probably because he hasn't scored a touchdown this year you know the volume is going to be there but this Lions defense has been incredibly stingy to running backs this season over the past four weeks they've surrendered the second fewest points per game to the position Um, he has positive regression on his side at least right like hey you're just gonna have to get in the end zone one of these times but I don't know if it's going to happen against this Detroit defense. RB16 is Rashad White. I have him four spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. He has RB22 usage with RB26 production over his last four. The Bills have given up the fourth most fantasy points per game to running back over the past month. I'll say this, White doesn't look that great as a runner, but he looks awesome when he catches the ball out of the backfield, like really like dynamic player when he's a receiver. I don't know if Tampa was ever going to get this run game going. It would be this week against the Matt Milano-less Bills defense. I have Derrick Henry here at RB seventeen, so he has RB three usage. I'll pause there. RB three usage, <laughs> but he has RB one production. So the king is still the king, but the direction of the Titans. Kinda. I mean, dude, he rips off huge runs each week, but the direction yeah,
1: of this. He's like the prince right yeah, now. Yeah, he's he's like the prince.
0: He's still a good player, and the direction of this Titans sure. team is looking like a full-blown youth movement. Wouldn't be shocked if they eased off his usage to shop him before the deadline. Either way, Atlanta has been rough against running backs, surrendering the fifth fewest points per game to running backs over the past month. He, he's, a fis- he's a frisky, frisky, risky, I don't know. He's, a, he's probably a risky RB two in my opinion. You just don't really know what's going to happen. I have Deontay Foreman, RB18, six spots ahead of ECR, and I know Roshan Johnson's coming back, but I don't care. I am done fading Deontay Foreman. Every time this guy is given the bulk of the touches, he produces. It doesn't matter what jersey he's in. It doesn't matter if it's before an Achilles injury, after an Achilles injury. He's a highly effective and efficient runner. He should produce well versus a Chargers defense that is bottom eight against running backs this year. RB19, Joe Mixon, top eight usage with RB3 production. Textbook prime positive regression candidate that doesn't regress because he's ineffective. This guy refuses to regress his mean here. Um, At this point, I wouldn't be shocked if Mixon scores two touchdowns against the Niners or scores five points. You're just praying for dump-offs from Burrow at this point. And then one of my biggest risers in all of my rankings, is it because I believe this? Is it because of hopium? Is it copium? I have Damian Pierce here at RB20. If there was ever a week, fellas, for Damian Pierce ever a week to have his best game of the season. It would be this week against a Panthers defense that has given up the most points per game to running backs over the past month, and it involves Damian Pierce coming off a bye with a healthy offensive line. I expect Devin Singletary to be involved, okay? But Pierce remains the lead back with the goal line work. Let's hope that O-line is healthy coming out of the bye week. So, fellas, what do you think about that batch of running backs there?
1: I've got a couple I wanted to touch on. Um, Starting with Josh Jacobs, I'm pretty worried about him um it's just been really ugly this year just like taking a look at his week by week production like started pretty slow got better and then has just like completely crashed and burned again he went nine points 9.9 11 27.9 19.9 11.3 5.1 it's just brutal I don't think anyone respects their passing game whatsoever which means he's consistently running into seven eight guys on a pretty consistent basis he's finished outside of the top 20 rbs five out of seven weeks now and i just don't think it's really getting any better to your point the lions rank third best in terms of limiting fantasy points per game to the running back position so like again like this is another guy you probably have to start unless you've got an abundance of riches at like the hardest position in fantasy (laughs) but I don't think like Josh Jacobs is riding through you you know night and shining armor this week. Like I think if you're getting 10 points from him this week, you're kind of celebrating. There's definitely positive aggression coming in the touchdown category. Nearly had one last week that was called back, so like you know he's going to get in, but like it feels like the chips are certainly stacked against him. So that's a tough one. I want to touch on Derrick Henry real fast. Just in general, I think he's a fun buy low candidate right now um with the trade deadline coming up. It may not be this week, but for some of you owners out there kind of just like looking to get a little frisky, shake up the roster, Derrick Henry is potentially a week, a week and a half away from falling into an awesome fantasy landing spot. So I don't really have many thoughts about this week. I think the matchup isn't great. Atlanta has been pretty stingy, both uh, running backs and wide receivers, but just something to monitor. And then you touched on Deontay Foreman, too. Um I have no idea what that split is supposed to be. Not when Khalil Herbert went on IR went on IR, the understanding was Roshan was gonna get the bulk of the touches, but like Foreman was RB1 last week. Like we saw what he did. The dude looked like a grown man. So I don't know. I my gut tells me it's probably close to 50, 50 between the two of them, which, you know, probably pushes him into the high twenties or a low twenties, pardon, but I don't know, man. it, it's hard to fade this guy after what he did last week. So this is an interesting bunch, but I think there there's plenty of upside sprinkled in here. So yeah, this is, this is kind of a fun batch of RBs before we really get into like, you know, total, just like us. Doom. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Keith, you got anything to add before we go to the next
1: batch?
2: Yeah. Um, Rashad white. I uh, want to drop just some nuggets on him, you know, Coming off season highs and targets, receptions, both six and six, receiving yards, uh, the Bills and the, some of the running backs they face this year Travis Etienne, Devon A. Chain, Saquon Barkley, and Ramondre Stevenson obviously, all very good running backs, but they've all scored at least 13.8 PPR points in the past four weeks. And the Bills are allowing at least four receptions to a running back in three games in a row right now. And so you really want Rashad White to hit him on the receptions. I think it's another good matchup despite his inefficient running. Um, as a pass catching back, it's just a good spot for him. So I like that you have him here. It was a good highlight. Uh, the next guy, Joe Mixon, I think for me is just like looking at all efficiency measures. You could argue that you say that he's maybe the worst running back in the NFL right now. He's up there. Uh, it's pretty bad. I actually had him as like a do not play this week, just in general. I know you probably want to, but I feel like it's safe going against SF this week. They probably have, you know, some fire in their gut considering what happened this past primetime game. We don't We
1: don't talk about what Kirk did. I'm not me. sure
2: if I was here for the <laughs> beginning, but I, I hope I didn't miss any Sam Darnold chatter in the there was, intro. There but... was
1: some talk of Sam Darnold. There was there some. Was some talk Damn.
2: Sam all right. Well, I think I had Joe Mixon just as a And then I have the Houston running backs in general as a start. I know a lot of people are probably thinking or have like picked up Singletary already, but... I really think this is a good get-right game for uh, Damian Pierce in general. I mean, Carolina is allowing 5.3 yards a carry, second most in the NFL. They've also allowed the most carries in the NFL on outside runs, and Damian Pierce has doubled the total of outside runs, like designed outside runs from anybody else on the Houston Texans. So if there was ever a get-right game for him, it would be this one, like you said, and specifically for him and his role like as an outside rusher. So I like Damian Pierce this week. He's been bad this year. It's a good spot for him to star. I like Rashad White. Uh, I do not like Joe Mixon, yeah. but I think that's it I have on the notes for that batch.
0: Moving on to our next tier, Aaron Jones at RB21, Alexander Madison at RB22, <laughs> uh, Ramondre Stevenson at RB23, James Cook, RB24, Gus Edwards, RB25, Daryl Henderson, RB26, Kareem Hunt, RB27, Najee Harris, RB28, amari javante williams rb 29 amari de mercado rb 30 um
1: what a group yeah yeah no like when you said aaron jones madison Mondre, to B. like i like i smelled a stench in my nose it's just like it just doesn't get me fired up at all <laughs> you don't have a fire in your gut
0: over this uh this no like year? honestly
1: like some of the guys farther down like i i get more fired about like a daryl henderson or like a Amare de Mercada, like at least, uh, you know, that's just the new,
0: that's just the new shiny toy. They're all not good. Yeah, they um, yeah they just
1: haven't really hurt me yet. Where the other yeah. ones, like I I know like I have I have previous history with the other yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I'm well aware of what's gonna
2: happen.
0: Aaron Jones, he's still somehow not practicing. Um, what's happening I don't, with him? I don't know. He's not that old, I don't know. dude. He's not that um, old in, until we get an idea of what's going on with Jones's hamstring. Expect to see a ton of AJ Dillon, Minnesota's got a really good rush defense right now. They're holding running backs to 3 yards per carry. So you're just yep. hoping for a touchdown. RB 22 Alexander Madison. So Cam Akers was barely used against the Bears, but then he outtouched Madison against the 49ers. However, Madison remains a more effective and efficient running back with better fantasy usage even last game. Um, both backs are not, they're not good, but Madison has a matchup against the Packers' rush defense that has allowed the fourth most RB points over the past month. Madison's firmly in RB2 land. Mondre Stevenson, RB2 usage with RB3 production over his last four. Had a nice little pass catching resurgence against the Bills. Uh, Miami's been pretty frisky to running backs over the past four weeks, seeding the ninth fewest fantasy points to the position. So he's a risky RB2, but he has upside. James Cook had a really strong week seven. hit RB9 and expected fantasy points. He remains a really dangerous pass catcher, even downfield, which is great. Like Josh Allen's going to throw to a running back if he can run downfield routes. However, Tampa Bay has been pretty solid against running backs, but they have given up the fifth most receptions to RBs this year. It's a risky RB2 play with upside. Gus Edwards has emerged as the lead back in this offense. I have him at RB25 this week. He has a plus matchup against the Cardinals defense that has given up 27 fantasy points per game to running backs over the past four weeks. Daryl Henderson, RB8 usage in his first game back with the Rams. That's crazy. RB8 usage. He looked like the clear lead back. We all know. McVay likes to ride a lead back. He always has, Uh, but hard to really get too excited about Henderson this week going up against a Dallas defense that's been incredibly stingy against running backs. So I've got Henderson at 26. Uh, Kareem Hunt here at RB27. Wednesday DMP, I think he should play. It might be just a a rest day for a vet. I expect him to split carries pretty evenly with strong, but he's going to see all the high-value touches, which are receptions and goal line work. This offense is a bit of a mess, and the Seahawks have been stout against the run over the past four weeks. He's a low upside fringe RB2. You're you're, you're really hoping for a touchdown. I got Najee Harris here at RB28. I have him actually three spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. Um, Harris just turned in his best game of the season in terms of usage. Uh, He continues to split snaps with Warren. Um, I don't know. Jackson is strong against the run, but Najee looked good. He's, I, I think, a fringe RB2 at this point. Javante Williams, RB29. RB11 usage with RB20 production in Week 7 for Javante. Managers have to be encouraged with his performance. But I've got him down six spots against expert consensus rankings this week because he has a matchup against a Chiefs defense that held him to seven fantasy points in Week 6. And then the last player in this tier, Amari Demercato versus the Baltimore Ravens. I have him at RB30. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap, uh, the Michael Scott uh, vasectomy joke. That's what I feel like when I see Amari Demarcado get removed from the lineup and we're brought back in as the starter. Um, really have no idea what happened there in Week 6. He was the clear RB1 going up against a pretty tough Seattle front in Week 7 and did well, and he had great RB2 usage. In Week 8, he faces off against a Ravens defense that has given up the 10th most points per game to running backs over the last month. So I'll pause here. This is kind of the last range of guys that I feel comfortable starting. RBs 21 through 30. Any thoughts here before we go to uh, the, the photo finish with the last group of guys?
2: Before Baltimore uh, swings a trade for King Henry, I think the Gus Bus is prepared to leave the station one more time this week.
1: Wow. One I'm, last I'm ride. I'm all in on the <laughs> Gus
2: Bus for one last ride before they make good. a trade at the Halloween deadline. The wheels on the bus go end. round and round to the tune of 15 touches and 144 yards and a touchdown
0: last what? week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that oh I think yeah, that 80 yard reception, t- which was insane. And he got caught somehow. He should have scored easy. It's been a yard oh, it's dude. I,
2: this is a really good week for him. Arizona has allowed four backs to eclipse 100 rushing yards in the past seven weeks. They're allowing over 26 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. The threat of Lamar as a passer, like, will have to keep Arizona honest on defense. Like, this is a good opportunity for some more gust busts. Like I said, the wheels go round and round again this week before <laughs> King Henry's in that purple um also I think Kareem Hunt is kind of like a safe uh floor play again for this range like if you're struggling at running back you don't know who to start I think Kareem Hunt's another guy in this range that feels like a good option Seattle's allowing you know around like 11.5 PPR points to running backs which is pretty solid for a running back star especially in this range and Jerome Ford will be limited again I don't think Kareem Hunt's really that hurt uh at all like he is banged up but not hurt to the point where he won't play, but yeah, I think of this range, Gus and Cream Hunt are two of my favorite starts for sure.
0: All right, boys, you ready to get to? Uh, you ready to get to the real sicko stuff? Yeah, let's
2: take. Wait, out Aiden, the trash. Are you tell
1: me you didn't have a single start out of that range? How dare you? No, I was going to say like my common theme with like those is like. They are, they're already pretty uncomfortable with the start, but there's just, like, some brutal matchups in there. you got Aaron Jones against Minnesota, tough matchup. Mondre versus Miami, tough matchup. Cook versus Tampa, tough matchup. And, like, these are all guys that I don't really want to start, like, to start <laughs> with. And now it's, like, not only, like, is the role not great, but, like, the chips are stacked against you with a pretty stingy matchup. So it's, like, oh, this... Yeah. James
2: Cook is, like, the... Uh the opposite of that uh, Step Brothers meme where they're in the office. And he's like, okay, the suits seem kind of fucked up. Because in the beginning of the season, we were
1: like, it seemed a little yeah, dude, up. the eighth round draft
2: capital seems kind of fucked up. But now it's starting to make a
1: little bit of sense. Huh? He's, he's so good. He's so good. He's, but it feels like the only way to have a good week is he's got to catch like, it. he's got to go for like 50 plus in the passing game. Uh, pretty much to like have a decent game, they won't give him enough meaningful carries. He
0: he took over a top ten usage role last week though, so just something to keep in mind. Latavius kind of got phased out; he's competing for less touches with uh, with our guy um, Damian Harris on IR. So we'll see. Uh, I I like again; he's paid off in his draft capital. Wherever you got James Cook, um, re- regardless,
2: not a not a player to yeah. start, yeah. Uh, but just a player to monitor. Um, I don't know if I'd call him a buy low candidate. This is a tough matchup, and maybe even after. But I like what I'm seeing from Javante Williams as he gets healthier throughout the year. He like is. you're starting to see a little bit of old Javante, and you know, hey, maybe try and get him before this matchup. I don't. I feel like that's a, a lower end RB in this range right now that I don't think is going to be being ranked 30 on a weekly rankings show by the time we get to the end of the season. So I think that's another candidate for somebody that I'm paying attention to. I'll be watching that game for I sure. I am
0: after he scores five points this week. Uh, that That's probably my recommendation. I will. Is,
2: It'll be too late if he goes off for like 18 though, out of nowhere.
0: Ooh, I, I will see. I will see. I will be drinking some milk if uh, Javante plays well this week. Um, okay. So here's the photo finish mead team. Here we go. RB 32 Zach Moss, RB 33 Chuba Hubbard, RB 34 Justice Hill, RB 35 Roshan Johnson, RB 36 Miles Sanders, our good friend Brian Robinson Jr., RB (laughs) 37, AJ (laughs) Dillon, RB 38, Devin Singletary, RB 39, TyJ Spears, RB 40, RB 41, Tyler Algier, RB 42 Royce Freeman, RB 43 Latavius Murray, and RB 44 Pierre Strong. So Zach Moss, he's banged up. He's banged up and he's losing work to JT. He still looked great against the Browns. I just think JT's going to take the lion's share of the touches. I wouldn't start him right now, especially considering that the New Orleans defense has surrendered the fourth fewest points to running backs over the past month. Chuba Hubbard, it looks like this is going to be like a 50-50 committee. I guess the Panthers aren't committing to Sanders because of how well Chuba has played. Houston's been relatively friendly to, to running backs this season. Super risky RB3 with RB2 upside if he gets the majority of the snaps. Justice Hill, I think he's the clear RB2 in this offense. He has fumbling issues. I would prefer if this offense went to Gus Buss. Roshan Johnson, he looks like he will clear concussion protocol this week. I expect Foreman to get the bulk of the touches. Wouldn't be shocked, though, if Johnson's very involved in the pass game, considering the bag is a checkdown specialist. I've got Miles Sanders here at 36. I want nothing to do with Miles Sanders. He is healthy and practicing in full. Start at your own risk. Brian Robinson, he is my guy.
1: I like
0: a threat. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I've been out on Miles Sanders since day one. That's one thing I was right about. I was wrong about Adam Thielen. <laughs> we knew who you were, Miles Sanders. Um, RB37, Brian Robinson is the guy I'm probably down on the most this week. I have him nine spots lower than expe- expert consensus rankings. He's just slowly losing work each week. He's, main, he's maintained his goal line job, which is great. But, however, the Seagulls' defense has been a brutal matchup for running backs. Start at your own risk. Uh, Mr. Farm Simulator, A.J. Dillon, looks like he will maintain a strong role (laughs) in this backfield. Uh, He was decent in a cake matchup against Denver this week. Minnesota continues to make life hard for running backs. I would look somewhere else. Uh, you got Devin Singletary, who is um, Fantasy Twitter's favorite lottery ticket to scratch this week. Uh, They've got him at RB39 against Carolina. I've got him four spots ahead of expert consensus rankings. I've been doing some de- like some research. I think he's definitely going to be involved in this backfield. I just really doubt he takes over. Uh, he's still, he still he saw more touches than yeah. i yeah, not buying into that. Pierce last week. I still think he's going to see thirty to forty percent. I've heard. I've seen D'Amico Ryan say they want to play complementary football where Singletary compliments Damian Pierce. However, Devin Singletary does not get goal line touches. So it, we're, we're starting Pierce boys. RB 40. Ty J Spears. Please don't start Tajik Spears, even though he's electric. Um, Just keep him in the back of your mind. Tyler Algier, I don't know, man. You see the RB1? Crazy
2: that you have Atlanta Falcons starting running back all the way (laughs) down here in the 40s. That is insane. What a bargain. He's a
0: TD-dependent flex play. Uh, Royce Freeman's the clear RB2. Uh, Latavius Murray, clear RB2. And then Pierre Strong. um, I wouldn't be shocked if Pierre Strong had a nice week. Really wouldn't be shocked. But I wouldn't start Pierre Strong.
2: I think his role is going to be like solely on like a change of pace thing, and also some special teams. I know that's why they liked him in Cleveland. Like they've mentioned a lot, like his role on special teams and stuff like that. So I don't really think he's going to get too involved. That's kind of why I'm also high on Kareem Hunt this week as a good start because he's kind of got like a singular role. Um, he found his way into almost not a workhorse he's got role. A lot of touches. He has got a lot of Just being Pierre Strong. He's got like, a lot- just, like he just skipped yeah, all the off yeah, season and found himself in a feature definitely some backward what do we have
0: here? I have some best teams with Pierre strong on him um and I'm not proud of that. but uh ooh piece yeah, of candy yeah. and they just yeah. fell yeah. Starting running a back. i like do, I, I don't think they're gonna give Hunt seventy percent of the touches though. I think they're just gonna I think they want to keep hunt fresh. so I think Pierre strong's gonna play dude so. I could easily see him being a higher rank. I just, I'm not going to sit here and flag plant Pierre Strong. I'm just not doing it. But that, that's it for running backs. Before we jump to wide receivers on our next episode, fellas, you got anything to say to the mean team before we hop?
2: No, no, I'm good. Happy I showed wow. up. Unreal. You know.
1: It was. <laughs> yeah, that was an unreal surprise. Yeah, great surprise. to have you
0: with. With research too, he had great
1: takes. Like, give Keegan a hell. No, of announcement, a, no announcement. No announcement. I just saw him. I just saw him pop up. I just on. started
0: getting PTSD because I started hearing that ruffling mic noise that I hate so much, and I was like, "What is going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, Keegan's here. I know. He's here. Oh, I He's know. He's here. He All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Um, Sam Darnold's gonna start for the Forty ers this week. I'm not emotionally prepared. I'm
2: so upset. I missed we the Sam Darnold chatter. Can We're we do it again on the wide, the wide receiver, receiver episode?
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah, let's
1: have a let's have a dialogue. Thank
0: you for tuning in. Until uh, next time.